Hey guys, welcome back to the sixth episode of Promoting Nigerian Books. And today I'll be talking about No Longer at Ease by Chino Achebe. I hope we, all, we had a nice week and I hope we have a nice week ahead too. <laughs> so now, let's talk about Chino Achebe before, before we talk about the book. Chino Achebe is a very prominent writer. He's a very, very prominent writer in Nigeria. He's well known for his works. and He was born on the 16th of November, 1930. And he died on the 21st of March 2013. We lost the gem that day because you know it's prominent. His first book, Things Fall Apart, was well known. It was a very, very significant book in African literature. Things Fall Apart occupies a pivotal place in African literature and remains the most widely studied, taught, and read African novel. Yes, Things Fall Apart is like the first novel that came, in, like that was written by first African African man. Do you understand now? For example, before Things Fall Apart, we have writings, but they are, you know, written by all these British people. And these writings are like, they write in favor of themselves, that is painting the Africans in, in a not very nice, like, light. At least painting us like as animals that can't even think and do things on their own. I know, just trying to cover their art of exploitation. So, this fall apart was like the first book that came, you know, to paint us in our light as humans with customs and traditions. And not until the white men invading that made everything fell apart, just like the book, things fall, just like the title of the book, things fall apart. So, now, don't know that is. It's like a sequel to the book. Actually, I also didn't like know. I didn't understand at first that it was a sequel. It was now this like some settings and you know some names that made me and happenings in the book that made me you know connect the dots and realize that it's actually a sequel to things for that. Although the time frame was you know spaced and everything because you know Okonkwo in things for that is the great grandfather of Obi Okonkwo. In this book so you should expect the time frame to be very very far apart so now going to no longer at ease no longer at ease opens with obi okonkwo in a trial he was in a court he was being trialed in a court for bribery for taking bribes and stuff so now we are going to look at how chino achebe started the novel from the end to the beginning how the end like how do i keep this the end is actually obi in court and that was how the book started so now china chebe started the book from the end then going to the beginning how obi okonkwo ended in the courtroom so now obi okonkwo was a very very bright student when he was young he was very very intelligent and that made him the first person to be sent abroad by the umofiam political progressive union stuff you know they had this progressive stuff that they paid like the same money and then send their brightest you know students to the united states to study a cause that will be beneficial to them and obi was the first beneficiary he was actually sent there to study law but you know get it they studied english and he graduated after four years he graduated with a firm for I mean honors that is the first class honors in English. So he came back on his on the boat. He met um Clara. That was the why um the Clara was like from the beginning of the book you knew about Clara because you know she was the girlfriend and everything. 
but then they met at the dance stuff in london where clara gave him you know attitude and stuff but then later they met on the boat taking them back to nigeria so on the boat though they clicked and everything so they became together and they came together and they started doing their boyfriend and girlfriend stuff on getting to lagos obiokonko was welcomed and you know the way all this paper party party they were very glad and now they have their own somebody that can represent them in the government stuff and they have people to talk about so and they have people to run to if there's a problem you know because he's educated so finding a job won't be hard and everything and yes he found the job real quick or like this economy it now then you just have to have a university degree and there's already a job waiting for you so you actually found a job as a secretary as an assistant secretary in um, the ministry and stuff so I was collecting 60 pounds a month oh, is it public no a month at first obi was a very very transparent man he does not take bribe and anything although he works in, um, in the scholarship board of the civil service and stuff people are always coming to him to you know, ask for please oh, let my sister be the one to win the scholarship and everything. But he was always declining, and you know, it was this upright man with integrity. He does not take bribe and everything. And this can be shown when this can be seen when this man came to meet him and pleaded with him, even tried to give him money to allow his sister, you know, win the scholarship and stuff. He rejected. Even the sister that is looking for the scholarship came to meet him and offered him a body, but he rejected. So. Although Obi begins his life in Nigeria in an honest way, you know, events do not go as he has planned. First, Clara tells him that he cannot marry him because she's an Osu. You know Osu now, even though you are not evil, I'm not evil, but I know that Osu means outcast. And you know how these evils are? There's this, uh, I think the outcast thing is like, maybe, you know, there was a thing like that before this technology age and everything, where the custom and tradition was very, very, you know, something that you must follow and everything this also are those people that they sacrifice to the gods and whatever i know you that you are a freeborn they are not an osu you cannot marry an osu because that would be like a stain on you you too you have become you, since, since you've associated yourself with them you become one of them so that kind of thing and even obi knows that his parents will allow him to marry an osu but then he has gone to the United States, although he had, when he was in the United States, he has this nostalgic feeling, you know, he wants to come back home and everything. But when he even came back to Nigeria, he found out that he can't, he can't actually, I don't know, should I say, blend into the culture again. Because he believes we are all human and equal. Yes, I believe in equality too, and I don't believe in all this also stuff, you know, they are holding this stuff, who cares about them. But then, at this time, Everybody was just becoming, how should I say, civilized and stuff. These people are the pioneers of this. Now, nobody can come and tell me that she's not married. There's somebody who's Osu that, what kind of rubbish is that? Which one is Osu? I don't care. So, yeah, she just. But now, this one, they are just trying to become civilized and everything. And now, he wants to marry an Osu. His family won't allow. And you know, it's kind of thing that it was even the. UM, UP, yes, the Home of Fear Progressive Union that gathered money to send him abroad. So he's actually had this sense of entitlement to him that he must do as they say and everything. 
So you know he has a lot of people, barriers to a lot of barriers to come and everything. And even when he told his friend Joseph about that he really loves this girl and he wants to marry her, that why is it that she, the fact that she's an Osu should stop him? Even though I was like, are you seriously thinking about marrying an Osu and that kind of thing? Even a young man like him. Christo, okay, let's say Joseph is a bushman, you know, he does not, he didn't, he didn't go to the university. Now, Christopher. Christopher is very, very, you know, he's also like, what's he called? Obi. But he was also like, you also want to marry an Osuki or why? What are you talking about? That kind of thing. So, he has a lot of stuff to go through. He went to, I think, um, Joseph, he told, you know, he told Joseph his friend, and I think Joseph told the UPU people and they were angry and I you know from that stuff he got to his family back in Omofia in the village. So his father called him and his father told him that although they are Christians and they believe in this and that but then they can't he can't marry and also and everything that even he made an illustration to a leper in the Bible who was very you know he, he was a very very good Christian and everything but that doesn't still change the fact that he's a leper. So, even though um, Clara's father is also a catheist and a very, very good Christian and everything, that doesn't change the fact that he's an Osu and he does not want his own family to associate with Osu. Obi was thinking when he get to me, he'll be able to convince his mother and everything and everything. Like, you know, they are very, very close. Chinna Chimi made us understood that Obi and his mother are very, very close. There's this, how should I keep it? Bond they share that is very, very strong. So I was like, we'll be able to convince his mother. And when he has convinced his mother, his mother will be able to convince his father. And he just only needs his parent approval. Everybody can go to hell and everything. But then his mother is, she has this terminal illness. And I think she's already at the brink of death and everything. So Obi went to meet her. And his mother told him, as if like it was as if she was mad, as if she was in a trance and everything that if she marries, if she wants to marry Clara, she has to he has to wait for her to die. And if he still wants to go ahead and marry her now that she's alive, she's going to commit suicide. We was like, ah, what's then like marrying? He does not even know what to do, he does not know how to go about it and everything. Apart from that, he has issues with money. The money he has a lot of responsibility. Than the money is earning, you know, he's paying for his brother's fee, the car, he was giving a car and everything. So everything is just taking up money and he has a lot of bills to pay. So he still has that side part and everything. Everything was just clashing and everything. So when he got back to Lagos, he told Clara what his parents said. And Clara already told him that they shouldn't marry and everything. But then he got an engagement ring saying no and no. But now that he told Clara, Clara was very, very shocked at their ignorance and everything. That why is at this age and time? Why does the fact that being why must I even be described as an Osu? Now I'm even in my father's land, that is, I'm even in my own country, and I'm being discriminated just because of the fact of what has happened to my great greats, like five greats, before even the grandfather. So that what's going on in this world? She, she was shocked and angry and like you know everything. So she gave Obi back his I the engagement ring. And not after anything, she was pregnant. So he was devastated. He really loves this girl. If not for everything that is going on and all this stuff, he would marry her. He does not even care. He was ready to, you know, but then Clara was strong on them going their separate ways. If the parents can't give, what's it called? 
can't give their blessings, then maybe that they were not meant to be. So, and she said no, that the fact that she's pregnant doesn't mean she has to get together there, she's going to abort it. The letter went to a doctor that did it for them illegally, and Clara almost died, but then she survived. So from the, how should I say this now? She had a lot of, she went through a lot during that period, so she was behaving somehow to Obi, and they went their separate ways. She took a 70 days leave from her. She was a nurse. I mean, she's a nurse, yes. So she took 70 days leave from her, from the hospital where she works. And she left. And we didn't say again, she had the story. Just in Obi's memory, whenever he's reminiscing about that. So now, Obi has issues with money and he does not call her bribe. So one day, man just came to meet him in his house and, you know, forced him to take the bribe. And he saw that he could actually. How do I say this? He could actually mm, sort his bills, you know, with the bribe he's collecting that he has a lot of debt to pay and he could actually um, sort them out with the price and no, n- nobody's getting armed and everything. Even though he usually tells those people that are always bribing him that it is not sure that that kind of thing, that he's just going to do his own work, then it might not even work out and then they're always agreeing and everything. So he felt there was nothing bad, although he, he has this sense of guilt and foreboding that he knows that what he's doing is not good and everything. But then everybody's doing it, so why can't he just do it and let it go like that? So he was collecting brides, you know, some, some play with their bodies, sleeps with them, even though they are younger, just fresh out of the secondary school, all this kind of thing. So until one day, a man came to him. And paid him twenty pounds for a scholarship or this kind of thing. He accepted the money, but then the guilt was so much for him to handle, and he promised himself that that was going to be the last bribe he was going to take. Unfortunately for him, it was a sting operation. You know, it was a stage operation. It was just like the government already planned to bring out all these civilian, all these civil servants that take bribes and everything. So that operation was uh, that act was actually a stink operation in order to you know know if Obi is a corrupt civil servant or you know the upright one. So he was arrested, and that was how we came to the beginning of the book where he was in a court trial. Although Chino Achebe didn't tell us his fate, that is, we did not know how everything ended up and. We don't know maybe he went to prison or he was released or how many years he was given imprisonment and everything but that was how the story ended and there was a time like that that we were talking to they showed um um china chebe made an illustration of talking to was not his teacher about tragedy that he believes that tragedy is not something that does come and like ends the way maybe um how do i say this at the end somebody committed suicide and that would be tragedy the tragedy, tragedy should be a lifelong suffering that even it should end like somehow like um should, how should i say this he gave this illustration i can't really recall but you know that challenge should be like lifelong something that even we the reader won't be able to know how it ended exactly so I think that should be like a foreshadow of how Obi is. We don't. We didn't know his fate. So I think the book is actually a tragedy. 
Because Obio has been trying to be an upright man from the beginning. Achibi has been describing him as an upright man, always wanting to do the real thing, and the best, the good thing, honesty, integrity, like those are his, should I say, his fair, um, his words and everything. And later ended up taking bribes. I don't know if I should associate him taking bribes to, I don't know, maybe because Clara left him or because his mother later died. And people were like, even though she has a son in the senior civil service stuff, Abera ought not to be like that. Abera ought to be, you know, big like Obi Kubana's burial. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that kind of thing. So, this. In this book too, is you know, when Obi went to meet his father at home that they told him he can't marry Osu and everything. His father Isaac Okonkwo told him that his father cursed him. That is Isaac's father cursed him, and that was when I was able to link the dot from no longer at ease to things fall apart. That his father cursed him for becoming a Christian. That it was not easy for him to become a Christian. And even when his father committed suicide, you know that kind of thing, he told, he, did, he didn't go back home. That he told the messenger that came to meet him to go back and tell the people that a man that accused by the machete, he dies by the machete and that kind of thing. And that was when I was able to link, if you guys have read things fall apart, you are going to know that Okonkwo was the main character of things fall apart. And... His son, Uwang, Uwonka, Abi Uwang, I can't remember the son, in the name of the son, ran away to become um, a Christian. When his father, you know, later, later, and in, in this book too, this Isaac Okonkwo talked about how his own father killed a son that called him father. That's Ikemefuna. From things fall apart. If you guys have read things fall apart, you are going to like connect it us. Maybe what I'll do is my next um was the next episode on this podcast to be about things fall apart. If I had known that there'll be this like great connection between them, I would have you know talked about things fall apart first before I talked about no longer at ease. But then I already like made up my mind to talk about no longer at ease. Even if I would already talked about things fall apart at first. So now. The title of you might wonder why is the title of the book no longer at ease. Now, eh, so what the um, title of the book was actually gotten from a poem. I actually checked out the poem, but I already forgot the name of the poem and everything. But then, um, China Shemi got the title of the poem um, of the book from a poem, and the poem was about how a man that went like traveled abroad. You know, went away from his father's land. I be mean, should I say mother's land? That is like his own country to another country. And when he came back, was even no longer as easy as himself for coming back. And that was the case of Obi. It was when when he was in England, it was feeling nostalgic. He wanted to come back home. He was like feeling this sense of, you know, he was homesick. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. He was homesick. He wants to come back to Nigeria. And now that he's in Nigeria, you know, he's no longer feeling at ease with himself. Especially when his mother died, he felt so so. I don't know. He felt he felt strange. He ought to feel the sense of loss and everything, but there's this sense of calm, peace that is not even making him feel guilty. Then days after, he lost the guilt all together and had this sense of calm that comes with you know losing a very very 
important person and then with the lack of ease he has been feeling and everything so we can actually you know we guys just check out the book so that you can understand what i'm trying to say exactly thank you so much for listening to the end i love you guys so so much like i'm i don't know thank you just for listening and you know i really appreciate it thank you so much so see you next time same day <laughs> and please try to check it out tell your friends tell your friends tell your friends tell your friend and god bless if you want to if you want to tell me how you feel about the podcast i'm going to drop a link on my in my podcast description where you can send me a voice note of how you feel about the podcast what i should improve on and everything thank you once again it's your favorite blue bo- um, favorite i said blue <laughs> your favorite blue stocking see you next time don't forget to check out the book and have a nice day and week ahead <laughs>